Good evening. How is everybody? Good. The youth group can... There's five youth group leaders and two kids tonight. <laughs> They're all at camp. That's right. Um, Josh, I ran into Josh today on his way up, and uh, he was so excited to tell me. He was like, he was like, Pastor Chris, he's like, he's like, last night was so amazing. He's like, God's Holy Spirit showed up. He's like, and so many breakthroughs and so many cool things happened last night. And he was so stoked because, you know, like, usually it's Thursday night, like the last night the big night, you know, and, and, and you do. You know, I did, uh, like I told you guys, I skipped junior high and senior high. I stuck, stayed in children's ministry for 15 years. I never progressed. I went from children's ministry to senior pastor, but I did 15 youth, re- uh, children's ministry, ministry retreats, and we'd take the kids up on the mountain for the weekend and, um, you know, Saturday night. And it, it always broke my heart and always blew me away and always blessed me, but, you know, we'd have, I'd have 100 third through sixth graders, and some of the things that they would and confessing and they confess and pain and 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 problems and things that you know kids that I, I would be with every week um, every every week of the year and and then we get away and, and camp and, and then we you know we, we we do this final message and service and we give the kids an opportunity I'm talking third through sixth graders you know and the things they're coming up and that, that they're heavy on their hearts and they're in tears and God is touching and God is healing and they're telling you things that you had no idea that they carried, you know, and they carry these things heavy on their hearts, but they're kids, so, you know, they play and they go up and down the slide and get on the swing and they don't sit around and tell you all their problems, but when, when that service happens and you get these kids away and God's spirit touches them and gives them that mountaintop experience, it's really cool, and like I said, you know, we, it usually takes a couple days to get them to that point, but Josh was so stoked because he's like, man, the Holy Spirit showed up last night and had all these breakthroughs and people were getting healed and stuff was happening, and so anyways, I'm in prayer because if that's what happened on night one, they still got three more nights. So, yeah, praise the Lord that um, God's going to do a great work. And then, you know, I was super stoked. You know, Calvary Chapel is a church about 10 times the size we are, and they had like 40 kids, and we brought 26. <laughs> so, yeah, it was pretty cool. We, we got a pretty good turnout. And so, and then, and then God bailed us out. We were short one female counselor. And so I was in Idaho last week, and Josh and Keaton were calling me, and we were scrambling, and I was with Pastor Gerald, and he was trying to, him and Marilee were calling some girls they knew from CBI that might be able to help, and um, we ended up finding uh, a, a gal from CBI that was in Mexico. <laughs> we had to go get her out of Mexico. Her parents are missionaries in Tijuana, Mexico, and so they got a hold of her. It was funny because Marilee called her, thinking this was one of those things, and Marilee called her, and, and her family was in Hagerman, where we were. And so Marilee's like, oh, my gosh, maybe, um, and now I'm drawing a blank. Is it Mackenzie? Is she the one? Mackenzie? Mackenzie, yeah. Mackenzie. So she calls Mackenzie on the phone, and she's like, where are you? And Mackenzie's like, oh, I'm Mexico. Marilee's like, oh, never mind then. She's like, we have Tooele Churches um, going to youth, senior high youth camp, and they're short of female leader. And we're going to see if you're going to go, but you're in Mexico. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then the conversation ended, and then we tried other things. And then a couple days later, Josh calls me, and he's like, yeah, we're bringing Mackenzie. I was like, isn't she in Mexico? It's like, yeah, no problem, she's coming, so it worked out, but anyways, yeah, it worked out, so it was good, so keep them in prayer, and uh, and yeah, good stuff. Hey, I'll just do this right now, it's going to kind of do the message, but um, this is a devotional book, um, they were gifted to the church, case of them, I think only got three of them left, I've been trying to parents that have kids maybe 
um, second, third through seventh, eighth grade kind of age kids. So if you have kids in that age range, um, this is a great little devotional book. We're encouraging our church family to um, do a, a devotion a night with the kids. And it's kind of good supplemental stuff. We still want to keep the kids in the word. But um, this is a gift to you if you want one. Um, they're right here on the front row. Um, and just, just take one. It's a gift for you. So I got a couple left. All right. If you have your Bibles, open them up to Ephesians chapter 6. I think we're going to finish the book tonight. Um, we'll try to get through it. We um, want to make one announcement. Um, September 7th, I just set the date yesterday, but we're going to do the kickoff for community groups launch um, here on September 7th. And the plan is to have every community group person that's involved in a community group come. We're going to have a big dinner, barbecue, and then use it to also recruit folks and make assignments and put everybody where they're supposed to go into their new groups, put the schedule out for this coming year for community groups. So um, if you're involved in a community group and you're available September 7th, probably 637-ish, um, love to have you come. If you're not involved in a community group, we'd love to see you get involved in a community group this year. Our first year, um, as far as I'm concerned, was a big success, and I'd like to see it continue. And so, um, and that, that's, that's up to you guys. You know, that's what I told the church when we launched this, that it's up to you guys to get behind this and get involved. And, and so many of us did. And, it, and, and in one year, it's really changed a lot of relationships. I've seen so many new friendships and so many new relationships and so much of what we tried to accomplish um, happening. So I was super stoked about that. All right, September 7th. And then every year at the end of the year, and I haven't set the date for this too. We're going to do it around that time. But we do a little like day in the park on Sunday after church. And we do a barbecue and beanbags and cornhole and frisbee and throw a football. And just hang out. Um, try to get the families together. I like to try to do it before school starts. But I missed it. So we're just going to wait. And we'll do it a couple weeks. Yeah, school starts on, can you just believe it? A week from tomorrow, school starts. For It's probably the same for the high school. I'm, I'm elementary. They're, they're later, all different times, yeah, so I'm, I'm coming from an elementary school context for Gabrielle, and she starts next day, so, and then super, super, but so exciting, Caleb left yesterday for CBI Hawaii, so he's at Bible College, you know, I got a son following in my footsteps, so, it's so cool, because, you know, like, I don't know, it's just really cool, but, you know, like, I don't know, it's just cool. I hope he hangs in there, you know, and like, it's a busy schedule. He was texting Lydia today, and he's like, he got a top bunk, and he's 6'5", and he doesn't want to be on the top bunk. There's no air conditioning in, in, you know, Hawaii. It's not like, so, but it's really hot right now, so, and the fan won't reach him, so he's, and, and you know, he's, he's cold-blooded as it is, so, hot in my room, there's no air conditioning. I'm on top bunk, I can't get a fan, and then they did orientation. And he's like, they told us that we'll probably be at the church to about 10.30 every night. And then his big thing was he wanted to go to the gym. He's like, I just want to go to the gym still. Found a day that I'm cutting out. I need a new mic, you guys. I'm so sorry. I got to order one, and I haven't done it yet. Um, this one's got to shorten it somewhere. I'm going to try to move it up here, see if it'll help. But the gym's four miles away. He's like, I won't be able to make it to the gym. I won't have time. So I think we're going to try to buy him some, like, some of those weights that Ever seen those weights? Like, you could rack them to dumbbells. There'll be a whole bunch of them. So I think let's try to send him some weights and get him going. But keep him in prayer, if you would. appreciate all the kids at CBI. And, um, but I'm super stoked. I'm a proud dad and, uh, you know, super stoked to see what God's going to do in his heart and life. Um, this is going out online. I think we already started, but get personal. But I don't want to embarrass him or us or myself. But, you know, I'll just tell you guys, and I'll cut it out of tape later. But 
um, Caleb got invited to go to CBI in Yucca Valley, where his grandpa's the um, pastor of the church, and he's like, he went down, and Gerald was really recruiting him to go to CBI in Yucca Valley, and he's like, comes home, and he's like, Dad, he's like, I, I can't do it. He's like, he's like, you know, Grandpa, you know, I'm, 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 I'm Gerald's grandson, and everybody's going to think I'm like this super Christian, and I'm going to be living in a fishbowl, and I'm going to disappoint people, and that's, that's just not who I am, and, you know, like, really intimidated by the idea and being your son and, um, like, you know, like, like just not being confident that, you know, like, like he wasn't some super Christian or something, you know, and, and dad was trying to encourage him. Gerald was encouraging him. He's like, Caleb, listen, all the kids come just like you. None of them come like these super special, you know, super Christians. None of them have capes. Like, they're just kids just like you, but their lives change while they're here, and God does an amazing work in their hearts while they're here, and then when the opportunity came up to go to Hawaii, of course, you know, he got excited, and he did it all on his own. He filled out his own application. I didn't push him. Like, he just came home one day, and it was all done, and I was, I was signing reference forms, and he was super stoked about it, but he still has that, like, little intimidation because, and, and he, he, he's not, like, the, he hated high school, you know. We were teasing, and we had a going away party for him on Monday. It was Nate's birthday, and Caleb's going away party, and all the kids, all their friends came out, like, 20 kids at our house for a barbecue on and one of the girls that was there we were we were teasing him because Caleb was like yeah she did like half of my high school work I wouldn't have graduated high school if it wasn't for her you know and so and he he knew from he knew long long time ago he's always hated school like he didn't want to go to college and he just wasn't on this thing he wanted to do some kind of career track or um, trade school or something and so he was a little intimidated by the schoolwork too and I told him I said look don't worry about it dude if you have any problems with your assignments I said call me I'll help you out I said if that won't work I'll just make Josh or Keaton do your work for you. <laughs> so, anyways, all right, sorry. All right, so then we'll start this tape here. If you have your Bibles, let's open them up to Ephesians chapter 6. And we happen to be talking about children, so that's why I kind of shared a little bit of that. In, verse, in chapter 6, in verse number 1, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. So listen, there's four places in our Bibles where God speaks directly to us as children. Now I look around, I see all adults. Um, and so for you guys as parents, but again, it, you know, you're, you're always a child. Pastor Jerry always tells this funny story. He, he pastored a church in Kansas and the ladies that, that cleaned the church, the lady was like in her 70s and her mom was still alive and a part of the church. And so... Um, the, the, the gal was sick, the 70-year-old gal that cleaned the church, she was sick, and she came and she cleaned anyways, and Gerald was telling her, oh my gosh, you're not feeling well, you, you know, go home, go home, and so Gerald was, was talking to her mom, who was also there, a 70-year-old woman and her mom are there, and, and her mom says, it's a, you know, Gerald's like, I tried to tell these girls to go home, they weren't feeling good, and she's like, I know, I told them too, but you know, these girls, when they get to be 70, they don't listen to their mom anymore, <laughs> so... You know, but we're, we're, we're always children, right? And we're, we're called to um, biblically honor our mother and our father. And it says in um, um, four places, I want you guys to write these down. So I have two encouragements for you guys. I have a gift for you that I want you to do with your children. And then I want you to share four scriptures with your kids sometime soon this week. And just go through. And there's four places in our Bibles that talk directly to children. And write them down. I'll give them to you. Let's start in Exodus chapter 20. And in Exodus chapter 20, um, this is where God has given Moses the, the Ten Commandments. And so Exodus 20 is where you find your Ten Commandments in the Bible. And in verse number 12, it says, Honor your father 
and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. And then it tells us in um, um, Ephesians, where we just read the same thing, reiterated, that it is the only commandment with promise, all ten commandments. And God doesn't say, do not steal and I'll bless your life. Do not murder and I'll take care of you and I'll, I'll you know, do, none of that. Just, hey, you know, that's pretty no-brainer, right? Don't steal. Don't lie. Don't commit adultery. Don't murder. But then when he comes to the commandment to the children to obey their parents, he adds the only one with a promise that God says, if you do this, it will go well with you. Um, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. And then um, in, in Deuteronomy, you think I'm going to go to 6, 4 in, in the great Shema, but actually it's in chapter 5 in verse 16, Deuteronomy 5, 16. It says, honor, again reiterated, honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, that your days may be long and that it may be well with you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. And then again, kind of the same thing, uh, repeat, oh, this one is not one of the four that I want you to write down. So again, it's, it's Deuteronomy, I'm sorry, Exodus 20, 12, Deuteronomy 5, 16, and then pause for a minute. I'm just going to read these. Um, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And, and these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. Listen, you shall, and this is to us, not the kids now. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. When you lie down at night, when you rise up in the morning, when you walk in the day. Um, let me just say first, it's not the church's responsibility to raise godly kids. It's not the church's responsibility to make your kids Christians. My responsibility, the church's responsibility is to be supplemental, is to encourage, is to add, is to come alongside you in nurturing and raising up godly kids. But it's your job as parents to raise godly kids, right? That, that onus and that responsibility does not belong to this church or any other church. It belongs to the house and it belongs to the parents, right? And again, the practical just just practical side of it is that I have your kids for about three hours a week, about an hour and a half on Sunday and an hour and a half on Wednesday if you come for both, and then you have them the rest of the week, and, and you're raising them and training them, and the Bible um, has some instruction for you, and, and the crazy thing is, what, you know, and again, you guys think I make this stuff up, like, oh, it's this big Calvary conspiracy, but I'm not making it up. I'm just reading it, and what does the Bible say to do to raise godly kids? Teach them the Bible in the morning and when you walk in the night. Same thing. Teach them the Word of God. Give them the Word of God. That's what the Bible says, how we raise godly children. Um, that's the great Shema of Israel, Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 7. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And then he goes on, and, and that's the one I use in all our baby dedications. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you, when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. I was talking to a buddy today, a good friend of mine I grew up with, and I was encouraging him. And something I, I've told you guys a million times, so bear with me. I'm going to repeat it. But, um, you know, the, the Bible says if promises over your life and my life, and we have it here now where, where if we'll do it to our kids, it'll, it'll change and bless their lives. But three simple things. If you do three simple things, then, then the, Bi the Bible says God will give you prosperity and success. And, again, I tease all the time, but be honest. 
you would enjoy some prosperity and success, raise your hand. Who doesn't want to be successful and prosperous in your life? And then, you know, you guys have heard me tell this saying a hundred times, right? If, you know, you'd pay Tony Robbins $99.99 to get his self-help guru thing to, to teach you how to have prosperity and success. And for free, I'll give it to you right now. And you don't have to pay me $99.99. You only got to pay me $99.98. Mine's on sale. But yet, but, but yet, how many of us do it? Don't, don't answer the question. Just be honest with me and yourself. And I'll be honest with you as, as far as I'm concerned. Like, I, I can't say that I, I have the greatest track record of it, but I did, and, and this, this is the same old promise, same old challenge I've been given for 100 years, but um, just this week, on my vacation last week, I, I, I started to do something very specific, and, and I'm kind of challenging myself to, to move forward with this, where I get out the Bible in the morning, and, and that, that one I'm pretty good about. I, I do my devotions in the morning, but it's the night one that I'm not always great about, but take a pause open the scriptures, and to me, it doesn't count on my phone, on my iPad, it's got to be in the papers, so, um, you know, and it was easy on vacation, right, when, I, when you're on vacation, and sitting by the lake all day, it's, it's not hard to have time to open my Bible in the morning, spend some time, and then at night, um, again, open the Bible, spend some, some, some time at night, but the Bible says in Joshua 1.8, that if you meditate on the Word of God day and night, and those are the first two things. So you meditate in the morning, you meditate at night, and the third thing God says to give you prosperity and good success, and you be careful to do all that is written in it. So that's the big one, right? You don't need no good just to read the Bible in the morning and the night and then not do anything it says. You know, all of our, 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 our biblical counseling and the mantra of, you know, biblical counseling. My, my dad, um, you know, Pastor Gerald's been, you know, he's, he's 45 years in now, so he gets, he gets away with some stuff that the younger pastors don't get away with. But if you want counseling from him, you know, he's just going to look at you and tell you, listen, here's the bottom line. Do you want to do what the Bible says or not? If you don't want to do what the Bible says, I don't got no counsel for you. If you need help knowing what the Bible says over your situation, let's talk. Let's counsel. But counseling is a waste of time if you don't want to do what the Bible says to do. That's the bottom line. And that's oftentimes what people are looking for. They're looking for an excuse um, from a pastor or leader. And, and unfortunately, you know, I've seen it too many times. People will come here, and I'll tell them what the Bible says, and then they don't like my answer. And they will successfully go find some other clergy person, leader, pastor to tell them what they want to hear. And, and, and so they feel good about themselves. But that, that's what it is. You want to do what the Bible says. So read the Bible in the morning. Read the Bible at night. God will bless your life. So let's do it. Anybody want to join me in the open Bible in the morning and night challenge? I started mine last week. We'll see. If I'm like, if I got a Rolex on next, about this time next year, I have that prosperity and that good success. No, we obviously know the prosperity that the Bible is talking about. It includes financial prosperity, but that's, that's not the key. That's, that's not the issue. There, there's bigger picture to prosperity, right? Biblical prosperity is, is joy and life and Jesus and, you know, kids that love Jesus and those kind of things are prosperous. Um, all right, so that was the pause. Sorry. Let's get back to those four scriptures that God gives us for our children that I asked you to write down, share with your kids this week. The next one um, is in Colossians chapter 3 in verse 20, and God is speaking directly to the children, and he says the same thing I read already three times. I'll read it one more time after this. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Listen to the language. Listen, the word of God does not exaggerate. You know, God says, it will go well with you. I will take care of you. And then here it says, if you do these things, it's well-pleasing to you. You know, I, I shared, I can't tell you, like, I, I used it like a trump card. How many times I shared these verses with my kids growing up and, and, and in an encouraging way. And just listen, hey guys, this is what the Word of God says. That, 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 that God has put me in your life as an authority figure. And 
whether I'm right or wrong, you, the same biblical principle we're going to read in the rest of Ephesians chapter 6 is that for all of us, right, as we process life, God says, I want you to do certain things as unto me. So as we get into, you know, being a good employee, work hard. My boss is a tyrant. He's a jerk, whatever. God says, forget your boss. Don't, don't worry. You're not working for your boss. Do it as unto me. Pretend like I'm your boss. You're serving me and, and you know, explaining that to my kids. So I'm the position as your father, you know, in, in that authority position. And, and right or wrong, that's beside the point. It's not like follow me when I'm right. Follow me when it makes sense to you. Like be obedient and God will bless you. Be obedient and God will take care of you. The only, the only um, commandment with promise, you know, and encouraging kids, our kids to be obedient to their parents. And then the last one we, we just read was in Ephesians. Um, in verse number one, children, obey your parents in the Lord, and this is right. So every one of those four has two ideas um, to the children, obey and honor. And so those are things we obey and honor. Now, I will give a caveat. Um, there, there are situations, right, where um, it's as unto the Lord. It says, we, re- we studied last week, that, that a wife should submit to her husband um, in the Lord. A- and so if a husband is, is wanting a wife to do sinful things and ungodly things, then, then it's because it's unto the Lord. And even though God says to submit to your husband, he doesn't call you to submit to ungodly things that a husband asks you to do. Nor does he, does he call kids to submit to ungodly things that a parent would have them do. You know, in the Christian families here in these circles that I'm looking at, I don't think we have this problem. But, you know, really, by the millions, I mean, huge numbers of places where the kids grow up and they learn their parents are teaching them to steal, teaching them to be conmen, teaching them to lie, you know, um, work in the streets and those kind of things are, you know, and, and that that does happen and as as a christian in these in the context of obeying and honoring god comes first right so i can obey and honor my my parents but if my mom or who's not a christian or is not a christian or if my dad's not a christian and they they're encouraging me in divorce they're encouraging me that that's not obeying and honoring because god comes first you guys understand that basic concept right okay so as long as the parents aren't asking them to do something unbiblical or sinful then, then we're called to, to love and obey. I, I thank God, you know, I have, a, um, I have a wonderful relationship with my mom, and um, some of you guys know my testimony. My dad died when I was a year old. My mom's got eight kids. Um, four were hers, four were my dad's. She, she, my dad had four kids when, when they got married. My dad was estranged to his first wife, and then three years after um, my, my dad, four years maybe, five years, somewhere in there, after my mom and dad got married, um, he didn't have custody of his of his older kids, and his first wife committed suicide. And so my mom took on those other kids and actually had, like, just met them for the first time the day they moved into her house after um, uh, my brother's mom committed suicide. And then um, seven, six, seven years later, my dad dies from cancer. So my older brother, Sam, Tammy, Sonny, Sherry, and Freddie, you know, um, I was a year old. Sonny would have been, Sonny's a lot older than me. He's my dad's oldest, so Sonny's 65. Sonny would have been 17. But by the time he was 17, his, his, both his mom and dad died and lived with a stepmom. So that's my house. Eight kids. My mom is a, half those kids are hers, half are she's, and she's dead raised them by this time. She adopted them to this day, their mom. But 
um, you know, my mom was just, just amazing because she didn't bring guys in the house all the time. You know, and she never had a boyfriend. She put us first. She, she didn't, my, my house wasn't a revolving door. She didn't, you know, she really was an amazing, amazing, strong woman. She worked. She had to work full time to, to make ends meet. So it was kind of latchkey at times, but I uh, really respect and love my mom because she, she, she put us first and she, you know, she did that. And so it was amazing. I know how she did it. And in verse 2, it says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. And then I talked to you about the promise in Joshua 1 8 for us as well. A challenge to read our Bibles in, uh, morning and night and be careful to do all that's in it. That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. So that's again the promise to the children, the same promise that's repeated from um, Deuteronomy and Exodus. And then in verse 4, it says, And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. So um, we are called to discipline our children without provocation, right? And so we have a couple places in the Bible. I think it was Dr. Spock who, you know, a few years ago was, was notably famous for the concept that we're not to spank our children because if you spank your children, you'll make them violent. And he even recanted, I think, later in his, in his life that it was a failed experiment and those kids turned out rebellious and more violent than anybody else. And um, the Bible does talk about spanking children. Um, you know, it says in Proverbs chapter, I'm in Psalms. It says in Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 24, it says, He who spares his rod hates his son. But he who disciplines him, but he who loves him, disciplines him promptly, right? He who spares his rod hates his child. If you spare the rod, you hate the child. And so, um, again, just, you, you know, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a proper proper way to discipline and spank our kids. Um, I had a guy, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine who I highly respect and love when, when I, my kids were young and he gave me this book about the values of spanking, and he was all into it, like uh, Dave Eckenroth. <laughs> and he was just telling me, you know, how, you know, this certain raising kids, and, and I read his book. It's a Christian-based book, and basically, you know, you tell them once, and you, know, you don't raise your voice, and it was this parenting book, and it had some good points, but, you know, as a young dad, like, my poor oldest son. <laughs> I was reading that book, you know, he was the oldest. And by the time I got to Nathan and, and, and Caleb, you know, I, I, I just realized that, you know, because the, the, the book, idea of the book was just, you know, there's a problem, you give them proper spanking, life, kids will behave, life's good. And I just found that's not the truth. You know, there's, there's times when um, you need the Holy Spirit to, to, and that's why, again, and then we talk about this concept, sorry to rabbit trail for a minute, but it's really important what we're talking about. We talk about this concept that in marriage, in, in relationships, in certain things where the Bible doesn't have an in-depth manual, that's because in order to do it well and godly, you have to daily rely on the wisdom and the leading of the Holy Spirit. So in raising kids, we need the wisdom and the, and the, and the um, leading of the Holy Spirit. I was an uh, elementary school principal at uh, Dean of the Joshua Springs Christian School for a lot of years, and so I dealt primarily with the elementary, some with the junior and senior high school, um, because I was the children's pastor, it just kind of fit my position, and so, you know, kids throwing rocks on the playground, they got to come see Pastor Chris, and I got to go through, I got to call their mom, whatever I got to do, do discipline, so I did discipline with the kids for lots of years, and, you know, one of the things you learn, two kids would come in, and they, they threw rocks, both the kids threw rocks, they broke one of the windows in one of the classrooms, and so they come in, 
And the one kid is bawling, and he's so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do it. I can't believe I broke the window. Oh, my gosh. My mom's going to be so mad. And the other kid comes in. He's like this. I like throwing rocks. What you going to do about it? You know, same, same kid. I mean, two different kids. Same, same crime. One's broken, and one's not broken. So I'm not going to treat them both the same, right? This one is pretty much already done. I don't need to discipline him. I don't need to spank him. I don't need to, you know, um, because his heart is broken, and he got it, and he's repentant, and, and the, 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 the goal is accomplished, you know, with the other one, you know, and same thing with my boys. There, and there was times, like, where the same offense, same son, you know, Luke, he does the same thing, you know, and this time I talk to him about it, I, you know, I give him a proper spanking, we deal with it, we move on, and then he does the same thing again, but this time the Holy Spirit wisdom is that he doesn't need a spanking, a spanking's not effective, you need to, you need to encourage him and love him and hug him and, you know, forgive him and, and, and have a conversation or do something different, you know, and so, again, Do, uh, in Dobson's book, he, he has some, some ideas on, on Christian and proper way to discipline our children and specifically how to spank and how to use that properly. And um, he, his, his big thing was you don't use your hands. You never put your hands on your children. You have a little wooden spoon or a ruler or something you use to, you know, pop their butts with something, but you don't ever use your hands. But again, then, and then the whole psychology of it was really good. You know, like you, you have this conversation before, why, <clears throat> why are you getting disciplined? And then they have to say what happened, what they did, and then you spank them, and then they have to apologize, and then you tell me forgive them, and then you love them, and then you hug them, and then you get to the healing part. But look, here, here's the bottom line. The Bible says that rebellion is, is stirred up in the heart of a child, you know, and, and that, that the rod of correction drives it far from them. And, and God has created in every one of us a conscience. And we know that we've done evil. So a kid comes to the table. He's in trouble. He, you know, he's feeling bad. We're at the family table. And, and he's not been disciplined and not been dealt with. He's still carrying that. His conscience is carrying that. And it makes him separated from us. And it makes him divided. And it almost makes him on an island for, for that while that's, that time lasts. And so the idea of discipline is, right, that, that, that the discipline deals with it. It takes his conscience away. He feels, now he feels restored. And now at the dinner table, he's one, he's with us. He's not feeling like his conscience is pulling him away from us and he's feeling bad or, he, you know, it's dealt with, it's finished, it's over, we moved on. And that's part of the, the, the psychology behind it. A um, couple of the Proverbs just for parenting. In uh, Proverbs thirteen twenty two, it says, A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of a sinner is stored up. Um, for the righteous, and then the other one is in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6, and again, this kind of goes in line with, with everything else that we've been talking about already, about keeping our kids in the Word of God, doing devotions with them, praying for them. It says, train up a child, 22.6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And so, you know, I, I, I think, and I, I, don't, I wouldn't for life of me say that I was a great dad, or I was a model of, of parenting, or I should be teaching any kind of parenting classes. I don't, I don't claim that for a second, but, you know, one of the things that, that, that we all kind of understand is, is 
properly raising kids, there's no substitute for spending quality time with them, lots of time with them. And that's, that's the idea. We got to spend time with them. We got to do life with them. You know, I was, one of the things I tried to do was, you know, I, I would include the boys on anything. Like I'm running to the grocery store. Hey, you guys run with me or we got to go do this. We got to go do this thing real quick. I got to go pick up a friend at, you know, bus stop, come with me, you know, and just, just doing things that were, if anything I could do, that was just menial, but I could include the boys. I would take them with me on those things. Um, you know, I coached all their sports, you know, for, for all those years. I'm glad I had a girl now. I'm like, Lydia, I did it. All three boys, every sport. I, I can't tell you how many teams I coached over the last 20 years. Tons, tons. And uh, every team the boys were ever on, I coached all their teams. All the way through, even when we got here, I got a job at Twill High School coaching basketball because my sons were playing basketball at Twill High. And, um, you know, just doing time with them, doing life with them. And so we're in a good season now. You know, I got two boys and, uh, you know, and like I said, I don't I, I don't even know that Caleb really wants to, like, he's going, like, with the intention, I'm going to go 